0: Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fensky. Yesterday afternoon, protesters took to the streets of downtown St. Louis. But hours after organizers announced the conclusion of the protest, the night turned ugly. Vandals smashed windows. Other, others opened fire. Four St. Louis police officers were shot. St. Louis Police Chief John Hayden got emotional while speaking about the situation just before 2 a.m.
1: We had some officers that were, that were struck by gunfire. They were standing. Uh, 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 near 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 a line and all of a sudden they felt pain and so they, don't, they, they 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 didn't hear shots and and to fire on people that aren't doing anything to, they they're just standing there so some some coward fired shots at officers and and now we have four in the hospital but thankfully and, and thank god they're alive but I, I you, you. <laughs> what? can we make some sense out of this can we make some sense out of this? That's all I'm trying to say. Mr. Floyd's death is tragic, but can we make some some, some out, of, out of out of something that these kids come down here and just start just start like 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 crazy jumping up and down like like like, like they're enthused by the jumping, uh, high fiving each other, uh, flourishing pistols. And we and we st- as we speak, we're trying to get control of the city. As we speak. Still hearing, hearing gunfire and everything. And so, you know, I, you, know you all might have some questions, but I, 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 don't, I don't know what else to say. This is horrible.
0: And that is St. Louis Police Chief John Hayden. And joining us now with the latest on the situation is St. Louis Public Radio reporter Rachel Lippman. Rachel, welcome. Thank you, Sarah. So four police officers shot, and we all heard the emotion in, in Chief Hayden's voice there. What do we know about their condition?
2: We know that the officers have been released. Uh, Chief Hayden made that announcement this morning at a press conference with Mayor Lida Krusen and other local elected officials. So there's a spot of good news there. They were not seriously injured and have been released. Um, We know that 25 people have been arrested. Uh, It's not clear whether any of those were in connection with the shooting of those four officers, but they were able to say that none of those 25 arrested, they believe, were uh, those responsible for the death of a retired St. Louis Metropolitan Police Department officer, David Dorn, who was defending his pawn shop in the Fourth Ward, which is the Greater Ville area. That's in North uh, from St. Louis. Yes, North St. Louis, uh, when he was shot and killed last night. And Officer Dorn, um, he was a black officer.
0: Um, I understand that he rose pretty high in the ranks. He was a police chief in, in one of the smaller municipalities at one point.
2: Yes, it's my understanding that he was a captain when he retired from the St. Louis Metropolitan Police Department. That was in uh, kind of the late 2000s, maybe 2007, and then was later hired on as the chief of the Moline Acres Police Department, which is a small North County municipality, a little bit later. He told the Suburban Journal at the time, it was the local paper of the St. Louis Post-Dispatch, that he'd missed the camaraderie of being in the police department and chose to go take the chief job at Moline Acres.
0: Hmm. And then he was out there last night at this pond shop, I understand that at some point somebody was was recording this live on Facebook. Do we know anything about that?
2: I don't, other than somebody was recording live on Facebook and streaming as it happened. Um, that's all I know. I have not seen that video. I, I wouldn't want to say anything about what is on it, other mm-hmm. than I know that it's out there.
0: Uh, so that this all happened in the wee hours of the morning. What was some of the other mayhem behind, uh, besides this gun violence that was happening? What,
2: what was going on at this point? So the way the chief describes it is that it was coordinated efforts to loot and vandalize businesses. Uh, We know that 55 of them were impacted, including six buildings that were on fire in downtown St. Louis and multiple dumpster and vehicle fires. As you heard the chief say in that clip you played earlier and then at the later press conference, he does believe that this was a coordinated effort by groups of people that they knew which shops they wanted to go uh, target. And he's says that uh, there's evidence they were, you know, celebrating after Mm -hmm. they would hit a a store and move on to the next one. And I want to make it clear that that's something the chief said they had evidence of. You say
0: 55 buildings uh, suffered some sort of damage. How wide a swath through the city
2: was this? We haven't seen a list yet of the buildings that got damaged. Um, I know, for example, there was video of uh, one up at the gas station up at the near convention plaza that's up in kind of the downtown area of st louis where the convention center the dome at america center are uh a 7-eleven on uh 17th street and pine was one of the first ones targeted we know that were some buildings up in the grand and cass area um also reports that some down in south st louis may have been targeted so uh rachel are, are you still there happened are not yet known. Okay. Uh, Rachel,
0: sorry, there was just a little problem with your line there. It just seemed to cut out, but I hear you really well right now, which is great. Um, and it does sound like this hit a number of neighborhoods uh, within the city. You also mentioned that there were some fires. I saw some reports suggesting the firefighters um, ran
2: into some resistance when they were trying to put out these fires. What do you know about that? Chief Dennis Jankerson said this morning that yes, they were blocked from accessing some of the fires, whether it was by items placed in their way or by, you know, people standing in the street. He did not get specific about who these individuals were other than yes, they were uh, blocking access to the ability to
0: fight the fires. Okay. Now, I understand Mayor Lida Cruson did hold a press conference um, just
2: about an hour, hour, 15 minutes ago. What is she saying at this point? well uh, she called this a very uh, bad night for the city of st louis a tragic night for the city of st louis and uh, she has announced that there will be until further notice likely for a few days she said a 9 p.m to 6 a.m curfew in place in the city of st louis there are some exceptions you can be traveling to and from work uh, to or from necessary uh, business Um, but and and I imagine that if you I, I imagine, I, I don't want to say that this is the case, but I imagine if you were out walking your dog because you've just gotten home from a late shift at the hospital or wherever it is that you work and you need to let, let your dog or your animal out to take care of your business or you have to go bring somebody to the hospital, for example, that you'll be allowed to do that. But otherwise, mm-hmm. there will uh, not be anyone allowed out on the streets between 9 p.m. and 6 a.m. And they said that. Um, people will be subject to arrest if they are caught out on the streets.
0: Okay, so a curfew is now in place as of this evening. Uh, well, our phone lines are already blowing up. I haven't even asked for callers yet. I know people have a lot to say on this subject. And if you want to join my conversation here with Rachel Lipman of St. Louis Public Radio, you are welcome to join us. We're curious how you feel about the events of last night. Give us a call at 314-382-8255. That's 382-TALK. Or you can send us a tweet at STL on air or email us at talk talk at stlpublicradio.org. Susie is calling from Rock Hill. Let's go to that. Susie, hi. You're on St. Louis on the air. Thank
3: you. Um, Thank you for joining us. You're welcome. I'm very glad you're addressing this subject. Uh, My son went to the Ferguson demonstration, and he was an eyewitness of the fact that there were agitators that were not African American. They were around the back and... They set fire to a police car and essentially made escalated the the demonstration to violence in order to show the rest of the world supposedly that African Americans could not control their emotions and therefore it was a dangerous thing to allow people to demonstrate.
0: And, and Susie, um, just to clarify, uh, you said your son was was there as this happened in Ferguson. Was this uh, the events over the weekend where Ferguson did no, see no. some vandalism? No,
3: this, this is the, the original. Back one. in
0: 2014. Okay, great. Yeah. Not great at all, obviously. A very terrible thing. I, I didn't mean to misspeak there. But so he felt like this was, was agitators trying to stir up problems and make the community Absolutely. there look bad.
3: Including looting and breaking windows and things like that. And uh, he came back and said people needed to know that that allows people like the president to say that Antifa is, is somehow involved. And, of course, the people who are supporting the demonstrators are supposed to be making a perimeter around them and protecting them from police violence, not outdoing violence of their own. So I don't believe that was the case. This was a case where he felt very strongly that they were trying to make it look as if, the African-Americans were the, the violent agitators.
0: Mm. Well, Susie, that is it's very distressing to hear. Um, Rachel, I know there has been a lot of talk in Minneapolis and some of the other cities that have seen a lot of unrest that these might be out-of-town agitators or, or stuff like this. Do we have any sense of, of whether that's the case here in this these protests
2: happening now in St. Louis and, and in Ferguson? I, you know, I can't say factually that there's any evidence or, you know, that confirmed evidence at all that these came, these individuals were from out of state. And by that, I mean not from within the St. Louis area. Obviously, mm-hmm. the St. Louis area includes the Metro East, uh, so they could technically be considered out of state individuals. But that's definitely a narrative we've seen from other protests across the country is that some of the individuals who start the original violence are not part of the the protest group. And earlier today, actually, some of the the well-known leaders of the protests, I know you'll be speaking to one of them later, Rasheen Aldridge, but also uh, Reverend Daryl Gray said, condemned in no uncertain terms, the violence and the destruction that happened last night. So, it's a possibility, and I'm sure the police will be investigating it, but there's no evidence, clear evidence yet that that is what happened last night, that it was people from outside of the St. Louis area coming in deliberately to cause these problems. Okay,
0: We're talking to St. Louis Public Radio reporter Rachel Lipman. We do need to take a quick break. We have a lot of callers who want to join us, and we'll get to that right when we get back in, in just a moment here. This is St. Louis on the air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU. Welcome back. We're talking about all the events that transpired yesterday in downtown St. Louis and then beyond with St. Louis Public Radio reporter Rachel Lippman. And um, as Rachel mentioned, some black clergy and activists spoke outside St. Louis City Hall at 11 a.m. and they denounced the acts of destruction and violence that followed last night's nonviolent protests. And here is the Reverend Daryl Gray.
1: As we grieve for the gentleman that was killed last night, As we say to the families of the officers who were shot last night, that is not what we want. But let's have a conversation about how violence in this city and America, how structural racism in this city and in America is affecting all of us, but affecting the least of these more.
0: And that, again, was the Reverend Daryl Gray. Another of the leaders at that press conference denouncing the violence was State Representative Rasheen Aldridge, who will be on the show with us um, in just a few minutes, around 1230 or so. Rachel, uh, real briefly, I know you were there earlier in the late afternoon as this protest began. They went to the Arch. Um, there were some other things that happened. Give us kind of an overview of, of what happened on that side of things.
2: Sure. So this was a press conference, or excuse me, a protest organized by uh, the group called Expect Us. It grew out of the Stockley protest in 2017. It's a group of individuals who all sort of take turns planning different actions. And this one, uh, several thousand people, when they marched, it stretched back for two or three city blocks. Uh, They gathered in front of the City Justice Center, which is the maximum security jail in downtown St. Louis, also right across from City Hall. Uh, they made some demands of Mayor Lyda Krusen, including that she closed the workhouse, which is another jail up in North St. Louis. Uh, they also pushed for the defunding of police and a rethinking of public safety. And then the group marched the 12 blocks down Market Street to the Arch grounds. Uh, there was a moment where they knelt in front of uh the shadow, in the shadow of the old courthouse, that's the courthouse where a Dred Scott sued for his freedom, which was later uh, mm-hmm. an effort that was later overturned. Then they uh, symbolically took the arch ground as they will take uh, intersections to to block traffic. And as a symbolic moment, uh, there was also some interactive activities where Individuals were asked to step forward into a circle if certain elements applied to them such as they had been a victim of police violence or police aggression. Uh, Some also left notes on the arch with their grievances. Uh, A group that was smaller but still numbered in the hundreds later got on to Interstate 64, Highway 40, uh, at that ramp right by the uh, ballpark, Bush Stadium. Uh, I was unable to see where it is that they got off the highway, but they went westbound in the downtown area for a bit. No indication that there were any arrests made during that protest. Uh, Then later in the evening, they gathered in front of uh, St. Louis Police Headquarters, which is a common gathering spot for the protests. Uh, police did deploy tear gas to clear that crowd or some other chemical ammunition around nine o'clock. This is uh, I saw on uh, live streams from those who were at the scene. I, I left the mm-hmm. scene shortly after the, the highway protest began. So there were officers at the earlier protests directing traffic through intersections, making it safe for or at least safer for the protesters to do their action. And that ended it you know, hard to say, probably around 7, 7.30. Much of what we are talking about now happened well after dark. Okay. And we do want to go back to the phone
0: lines. We have a number of people hoping to join us here. We also did get a tweet. Uh, a listener says, while we continue to ignore the deep causes of inequality and division, we will continue to reap terror. We must address the racism and power hoarding that plague our region. We must must address how safe suburbs contribute to scary nights, how dreams still deferred may explode. Uh, Let's go to Tanya, who's calling from St. Louis. Um, Tanya, hi, you're on St. Louis on the air.
4: Hi, thank you for taking my call. Um, I just found it interesting that the chief was very upset uh, about the officers being shot. And, you know, I mean, I think we're all upset Mm -hmm. uh, when officers are shot or anything happens to police officers. But I just think that... You know, he didn't seem upset or he hasn't come out uh, at all to denounce what has happened uh, to black people. Mm. Um, There have been chiefs all over the country who have marched with the protesters, um, who have stood with the protesters. And I think this is the problem. And I think this is part of the reason why so many people are upset Mm -hmm. Uh, black people are devalued in this country and when it comes to police officers there is a different standard Um, they uh, in their uh, position um, is held to a higher standard Mm -hmm. Uh, if a police officer is shot or hurt um, you better believe that the person is going to be caught and they're going to go to jail
0: uh, Tanya, that's. Uh, I think you make a great point that, you know, we see a lot of people upset about these officers uh, who were wounded, but there's there's been other deaths that have preceded this. Uh, Tanya, thank you for that call. Uh, let's go to Danielle, who's calling from Shaw uh, in the city of St. Louis. Danielle, hi, you're on St. Louis on the air.
3: Yeah, hi, thank you for taking me. Um, what I just want to hear people who are active in the moment right now is I want to know how do they deal with reconciling the momentum that's going on right now versus the silence that came before? Like, it, it's positive that there's so many protests and so much attention right now, but where were these white allies before? Mm-hmm. It feels to me like it took actively witnessing men being hunted or suffocated to cause people to care when they could have been protesting and speaking out and donating money years ago or decades ago or forever ago. And I'm not black. But I'm angry that it's taken all of this and all of these many lives. And, and finally, people have to live stream a murder to care.
0: Danielle, thank you for that call. I can hear the emotion in your voice. And um, I think that's, a, that's another great question. I think we have time for one more call here. Let's go to Ron calling from Ferguson. Um, Ron, hi. You're on St. Louis on the air.
5: Uh, yes, yeah, so I want to say that if, uh, you know, part of the problem, they talk about the wealth gap and the disparity, uh, this does not help. During the riots of the 60s, a lot of black businesses were destroyed across the country. In Memphis, over 100, and they never rebuilt. So all of those generations of building wealth that uh, people had were gone. Mm-hmm. And since Mike Brown was killed, there have been over 1,600 African Americans. The, the, the first caller mentioned the chief not. Um, Uh, not talking about some of the other deaths. Well, there have been 1,600 since Mike Brown was killed in the St. Louis region, and I didn't hear anybody bring up any of those names.
0: 1,600 people um, uh, who've been murdered overall?
5: Been murdered, yeah, because Mm -hmm. the city of St. Louis averages about uh, 200 a year, maybe 220. There's about 40 in St. Louis County, and then there's others around the area. So if you multiply that by six years, that's 1,800. So it's amazing to me that these people would be that upset about somebody in Minneapolis. Uh, even these elected officials that's coming, I want them to address. What about the, the 1600, 1,800 that have been murdered since Mike Brown? Who's speaking out for them,
0: um, Ron? That's a that's another good question. A lot of different thoughts from uh, from our callers here, Rachel. What are you, what are your thoughts as you've been hearing all these voices just now?
2: You know, it, it's um, it, you hear the frustration and the pain. And it's a frustration and a pain that the city in this region is incredibly familiar with as one of sort of the original hotspots, quote unquote, for protests against acts of police violence. And it's a familiar pattern that we have seen time and time again with these protests. Nightfalls, things get bad, whether it's outsiders as the first caller's son speculated, you know individuals who are not part of the protest group but live in the area and you know I I understand and I hear the frustration of everyone uh, for all of the reasons and I think a lot of the reasons uh, for the murders that Ron from Ferguson mentioned are Mm -hmm. some of the same things that cause distress and anger When they show up with police killings, systemic racism, economic inequality, it can all be part of one large, seemingly intractable problem. Well, Uh, and Rachel, on that note,
0: um, St. Louis Public Radio reporter Rachel Lipman, thank you for joining us today. Coming up next, we're going to talk to two protest leaders. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio. That's 90.7 KWMU.